Let me ask you a quick question. Have you guys already started decorating for Christmas? No, but tonight I'm putting out my, um, um, you know, it, it looks, it's like the LED falling snowflakes all over the front mm-hmm. of my house. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. of those lights. Yeah, I think I'm putting the, uh, all the lights out outside. I think we're really, just, yeah, oh man. And like full on decorated for Christmas uh, Sunday. Oh, cool. All your, so, you mean all like, like the trees all the, up and everything, the inside decorations and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, wow. A little earlier than usual. Usually we wait until like the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of like the tradition or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is twenty twenty, bro. We're doing it a little earlier, man. We're gonna lift <laughs> that Christmas spirit right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Which you know that means that we're gonna have to do an episode about the top ten Christmas movies of all time. Our favorite, I will say, not top 10 of all time because that leaves some room for some of the movies that I completely disagree with. Um, yeah, me too. And I'll cause, some, I'll, I'll cause some controversy, I'm sure. But there's a couple that, boy, I can't stand. Yeah, there's a few that I... Might I've even be the worst even. movies ever that people just love and adore. So, Boy, what are we talking about? Let's get I'm into not that getting into it. Quick. No, we're not getting into that just yet. <laughs> it's not time. Have me too soon. Uh, I will say I've never seen Miracle on 34th Street. We're not going to get there, man. We're not going to get there. Okay. Well. Do me a favor, man. Slap that music button. Welcome back, all you turkeys, to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Bentz, and, and your other host, their host Woody it. Brown. You just took too long. There was a too long of a pause, and I didn't know what you were doing there. Well, I didn't know. So I, I just went for it, bro. I felt it. I mean, I like the 10-second pause, though. It builds suspense. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so dude, what are we talking okay. about today, well, bro? I mean, real quick, let me ask you this. And I don't even, Thanksgiving's not, what is it? It's not like this week. It's, is it next week? I never the week know. After? I never know. Either, I man. never know. It just reminded me whenever you, uh, well, you called all our listeners turkeys. It mm-hmm. reminds me of two things. One, do you remember the very beginning of uh, Goonies? This part always made me laugh when the prison guard is walking back there and I guess it's lunchtime for everybody or something. And he's like, all right, everybody, let's go. Go down there. Hey, turkey. Hey, down there. Hey, turkey. I don't know why I always thought that was hilarious. It's like, yeah, right. A prison guard is going to call a prisoner right. turkey. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely going to be an expletive. Yeah. So that was a nice little, uh, you know, save, I guess. They probably changed that at the last minute to make sure they got a, a PG rating since some mm-hmm. of the kids say cuss words in the movie. Yeah, that's what's funny about the 80s just in general. 80s, well, I guess 80s quote-unquote kids movies. It's like they would leave it, they would leave in certain things that obviously we couldn't show our kids now because it's a little too much. But then other stuff, they like reel back in a little. Yeah, it's weird. So it's weird. Yeah. It's funny too because like there's, you kind of forget about some of those moments, right whenever a cuss word happens, you're kind of like, because, you know, like all these things, we talk about this all the time, all mm-hmm. these movies, like we want to get our kids into now oh, because yeah. we just want to, you know, like Gremlins mm-hmm. or whatever, but we we just have to be so patient on that stuff. Well, I, th- I think because we were, that's the age that we were sort of, you know, we viewed all these, all these movies, so. Yeah. 
So what are we doing today? Well, let's talk a little bit about what we did the other day when we kind of... You mean yesterday? Yeah. Oh, well, this is coming out. I got you. You know, we we can say the other day. Um, (laughs) Anyway, something that we did uh, the other day, uh, we went to one of our favorite stores that exists on the planet, and that is Mm -hmm. a store called Wizards. We've talked about it a little bit before. I think one of our first episodes, kind of, we kind of, you know, kind of briefly mentioned that it's a place where, you know, every now and then I'll take my son or something to take a look at some of their old, you know, retro video games. But they sell everything from, I mean, literally like Atari all the Mm -hmm. way to, you know, more modern games. So really it's kind of like you can go there and find used games at a really reasonable cost, but there's so much more. And so, you know, we kind of went there um, the other day just to kind of explore and and frankly just get, uh, have a little that would be rad field trip and get out of the house, check out their back issues of comics. And um, they always have like really good deals on like graphic novels and stuff. It's usually buy one, get one free. Oh yeah. uh, Which is an incredible deal. Um, Yeah. And and then not only that, I mean, I picked up another Hellboy trade for five bucks mm -hmm. and it's buy one, get one free. So five bucks, you walk out of there with two full, you know, 1799 Hellboy trades. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And it's like, it's an awesome place for me to like, find i mean there's various ways if you're a vhs collector um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways for you to find the tapes that you want you know obviously you can look on ebay truthfully some of those prices are really inflated um but sometimes there's a tape that you really 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 want and so you just go Mm -hmm. for it there's also like facebook groups and stuff that sell tapes you know like you know i never i never utilize those at all i i don't use facebook at all but i'm always hearing about you know, people doing like, like in the groups. Yeah. Like the little, yeah. It's pretty like cool, the, man, but you have to be careful, right? So like if you buy something through eBay, you have a lot of like buyer protection, you know, in place. Right. If someone kind of scams you, mm-hmm. you can get a refund from eBay. Which eBay is, I will say, I've been a member for like 20 years and mm-hmm. it's actually, they do actually pretty well with that stuff. It's pretty cool. It, it You know, like somebody, they didn't scam me, but I never received... Uh, a tape a couple months ago and mm-hmm. it took about yeah like a month and a half for it to all get kind of resolved really yeah because you have to give them 30 days to send it to you now this seller never responded to any yeah anything i've had that too and that sucks. and it's weird too because they have a lot of things you know most of their comments recently are negative not comments but um ratings i guess on mm-hmm. ebay were mm-hmm. negative but I didn't notice that until like after the fact. And then, you know, sometimes, I mean, they have like a thousand ratings, right? And so you think, well, every now and then something might go wrong. Well, most recently, they're just bad, bad, bad. Never heard from them, never received, do, 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 down the line. And then yeah. there's like the random good one in the same time period. So you're like, man, is this person just like a straight up scammer, you know? Well, he, here's a scam. Um, and this is what I believe happens because, like you said, I, I ordered something, I don't know, this might be a year ago, but it was actually a pretty crafty little scheme because uh, the way that I imagine this works is, you know, you buy the item, you they provide your tracking number, you're like, oh, this is great, cool. Uh, you know, everything's there. You know, it ships out on time. Then as you're watching the tracking number, you see, oh, wait a minute, I live in Georgia. Why is it going to Florida? And then 
it says like package arrived, but it's not your address. It's arrived to another address, which I'm guessing is like probably somebody, someone's, you know, the seller's like relative or friend or whatever. So then they, they basically can, and you know, of course they never respond like what you're saying. They never, Mm -hmm. you know, all sort of, there's no sort of back and forth whatsoever. It's all, you know, just one ended and they never respond until you're forced to take action with, with eBay. Yeah. But I think that's how they get around it. And they can say, no, look, look, it shows it shipped and, I don't know why it went to went yeah. to Florida, but I think then they, that, they're that just might only last different. like a couple of times. Now, one other yeah. thing that happened to me was they shipped it to my address. It showed the tracking showed delivered, and I never got it. So mm. I kind of like read about that. And how did they, how did they, how did they get around that? Yeah. So well, I mean, what ended up happening is I called our my local post office and was like, "Hey, I was supposed to get an item. It says that it was delivered, but I never got it." So mm-hmm. it's actually kind of cool. Like the post office actually has a pretty decent uh, record keeping. So they'll, they kind of looked at it and they said, well, it does show it was delivered, but it shows that it was delivered to, and they said the house number like before mine, you know, on our street. And I'm like, oh, well. So she said, well, not a problem. I can call because I was like, well, my neighbor hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't come by or anything. I don't really know those folks. They just moved in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the lady that was at the post office said, no problem. I'll kind of make a call out to the driver mm-hmm. and see if he can retrieve the package for you. I'm like, okay. And man, no, no kidding. That day, boop, it was in my mailbox. Mm. Pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways, you know, in those Facebook groups, a little cautionary tale is um, you want to make sure that it's a group that is, you know, I guess vetted in, in a way and whenever you do buy something from someone even though it costs just like maybe a dollar or so more do mm-hmm. the uh, goods yeah. and services so that you can get yep. that paypal protection until you've bought something from that seller a couple of times but just because i'm so foreign to this like i don't I, I don't use any of these but um you were telling me before you know there's sort of like a like a standard like a where like if there was a price like you couldn't get ripped off in these groups. Like it's all about sort of uh, well, this cultivating one, this. Yeah, this one, it's called um, Planet VHS Horror. Mm-hmm. That's the best group because they, the admins of the group are really kind of intense about like if someone's just posting like anything like stupid or rude kind of thing, um, they mm-hmm. just kick them out, man. They're, it's kind so of they're, like, they're lawful good, I guess. Yeah, they're lawful good, exactly. <laughs> um, and God, I just lost my train of thought, man. Sorry, pal. What were you? You asked me about how did it go? Oh, oh um, I lost it again. How, <laughs> how they um, they like won't really let anybody rip people off. Like they have to. It's not like a mandate, but weren't you telling me that? They, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have these part of their rules in the group is that or I should say are that if you are selling a tape, the cost mm-hmm. of that tape cannot be. It has to be like less than somebody could get it on eBay, which right, I think is really it. cool because it kind of yeah, feeds cool. the community and gives like more opportunity for people to like. And I've, man, dude, I've bought and met some really cool sellers, man, that just like they'll do like extra stuff, man. Like they'll send you, like if you bought four tapes from them, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll just throw in an extra tape because they know that you're like a new collector or they'll like send you like some you know, 80s stickers that have to do with that tape. Like when I bought, um, you know, a couple of the Batman movies, 
some dude like sent like a you know one of the old batman trading cards was just in the box you know just little yeah. stuff like that man it's really, really i like neat. that stuff but all that being said wizards is kind of one of my go-to places you know i mean i know that if i go there they're gonna have some really cool tapes that you know you're not gonna find on the shelves of a thrift store more than likely you know like the odds of it happening are much less mm. mm-hmm. i think i got star trek two three and four there and then I ended up finding Star Trek one at like a yard sale. So like just little things like that that you'll find. Mm-hmm. So they've got, I mean, here's the thing about Wizards. I'm just going to walk you through every single thing they have. And then eventually we're going to have to interview these guys, man. I'm so curious on like how they got started because they've been around a while. Well, and and also let me say j- just before you get into this that, um, you know, the holidays are coming up and like us, it's sort of always on our mind that like, you know, support your local business, everything, everybody's buying everything through Amazon and times are tough. And like a lot of these businesses are getting, you know, people are losing their, their, their businesses and everything that they've worked so hard to have. And so if you can support your local businesses and uh, if you're in Gainesville, go to Wizards. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, it really does. That's dude, 100%. Thank you for saying that. I mean, cause like you said, times are crazy. Brick and mortar stuff mm-hmm. is in danger essentially. Yeah. And yeah, you can find some of the stuff that they have in their store on eBay. I'm guaranteeing you that more than likely you'll end up paying more for it on eBay. I looked Um, a couple items up yesterday there and they did have better prices. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And not only that, if you have, if you're like a dad or a mom and you have like kids that are kind of into a bunch of just different things, whether it's video games, books, toys, Mm -hmm. I mean, anything like that, this is just an amazing store, you know. There there are game. I mean, there are stores that kind of exist out there that are just video games, like GameStop, for example. It's more like a big box. You go in there, it's, you know, super shiny and corporate. Everything's brand new. They might have some used consoles. But these guys at Wizards, like, they do the work themselves to, like, refurbish old consoles. So you can go in there and find like an original Super Nintendo console reasonably priced to just get back into it and tons of games uh, Super Nintendo games for example ranging anywhere from like a buck to you know yeah. 9 bucks and same with Xbox all of the Xboxes all the Playstations um Nintendo uh 64 or whatever mm-hmm. GameCube like they have games just rows and rows of games in all those platforms and then tons of old like retro toys and stuff like yeah but what's what's even cooler is when you say tons we're talking like tons of like loose figures too for like mm-hmm. 2 bucks 3 bucks oh yeah 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 like i mean in any kind of thing that you can think of and it's cool too cuz every time you go they have new stuff because one of the things that they do as well is you know maybe maybe you're not into that stuff anymore and your kids are kind of older and you're like well i don't really have any use for these like he-man toys mm-hmm. or ninja turtles or whatever <clears throat> or even like power rangers or even newer stuff like um paw patrol or whatever you can take your stuff in there and they'll kind of take a look at your collection or whatever and then offer you a price or give you like store credit for those items and you mm-hmm. know they're super fair and obviously you know you yeah. know that's how they they continue to just get stuff in and so every single time you go there's new stuff to look at, and it's just awesome, man. I mean, everything from, like, Star Wars toys 
He-Man, Ninja Turtles. I mean, just so many. It would be impossible to list. I mean, literally, I would leave off so many mm-hmm. just trying to, to list them all. But it's it's just incredible the amount of selection that they have. Transformers, Thundercats. Yeah, I mean, all Old of that Star stuff. Wars, new Star Wars. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what were the little, My Little Monster? Or my little oh, monster oh, no, 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 Monster in My Pocket. Monster in My Pocket, that's what it was. Um, you know, all that, just so much. Which sounds a lot worse than it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, like, we saw some Fangoria magazines. Um, they have mm-hmm. old, like, Mad and Cracked magazine. Mm-hmm. They have... Uh, a ton of, like, the mini, like, the little D&D mini figures. Oh, yeah, so they have a whole section. That was one of the reasons that we went back in there uh, the other day was to check out their D&D stuff. But they also have other... Uh, role-playing tabletop stuff in there but they have mm-hmm. minifigures for D, you know which i kind of want to get into but because man they just they look so cool but oh the figures yeah but like yeah. my artistic side is like yeah but i want to paint them but it's mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot of time you gotta have yeah. a lot of time on your hands yeah and the guys man the folks that work there are so friendly they are kind of just like any of us, they're super into a lot of stuff. They're super knowledgeable of, of all the stuff. One thing that we discovered yesterday from being there, I've been kind of chomping at the bit to get to, is uh, so many of you, if you're like us and you were kids like us growing up in the 80s and 90s, uh, Time Life had these amazing books. Um, you know, there was the UFO phenomenon. There was extraterrestrials. You know, they, they would put out these series of books on, like, the paranormal, like, psi stuff or, like, remote viewing to hidden artifacts and, like, you know, any sort of thing that would scratch that sort of paranormal itch. Well, up on the, the rack yesterday, we're looking through graphic novels, oh, and we see these hardbound mm-hmm. books that are pretty big. And since we're on, like, a big D&D kick at the moment and, like, fantasy-style stuff, uh, mm-hmm. we pull them off, and... They're called the Enchanted World books, and they're all like in, the, I guess it's just a whole other time life sort of series. Yeah. Yeah, series. And dude, they're amazing. Like, they look incredible. I mean, first yeah, off, I mean, too, they like look the binding like, like even. Yeah. Like it looks like something you would buy for D&D. It looks like, mm-hmm. like a Dungeon Master's, like, ex, you know, expansion book or something. Yeah. I mean, when we saw these, it was like literally f- f- like finding a gold mine. Like, I got one completely on just, like, water spirits. Yeah, and I got one that is the aptly, uh, well, one's called Wizards and Witches. Mm-hmm. One's called uh, Legends of Valor, mm-hmm. Night Creatures. And then the other one is just Ghosts. Mm. So they have all these, like, you know, especially on the Wizards and Witches and the Night, or I'm sorry, the um, Legends of Valor. They're all mm-hmm. just, like, stories from different, it's all, like, folklore and stuff that has happened Around the world, right? And I mean, even the night creatures and the ghost one has uh, stories of creatures and apparitions in mm-hmm. other countries like Japan and, and everything. So, I mean, we've got, I mean, just buying these yesterday, not only do we have some really killer, like, kickoff sort of content for, you know, Dungeons and Dragons oh, adventures yeah. in the future, mm-hmm. but also really, really good stuff for next year's October Spooktacular because, I mean, Oh, Some yeah. of this, or even just, I mean, gosh, we don't have to wait until then to get spooky, do we, folks? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Maybe even, maybe we can find one for next week. Mm. 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 
Um, yeah, it's they're right up our alley. I mean, it's it, you know we say the word folklore probably 150 mm-hmm. times an episode, and you know it's it's exactly the stuff that we're into. Like I said, you know, one book's just on water spirits, which is a pretty pretty knit, you know niche little mm-hmm. slice of uh, you know sort of paranormal fringe you know folklore. Yeah, um, and it's cool. You know you. You know, this one over here is from, you know, ancient Britain. This one over here is from the Shogunate Empire in Japan. Mm-hmm. This one's over here. So it's Finland, it's really Finland. cool. <laughs> what, pal? What? I said, and I've got some from like Finland in uh, early. <laughs> well, I derailed it quick, didn't I? You sure did. The fact that you found these is a testament to like how you really have to like dig through and just like Gotta keep get in on there, searching because I kind mm-hmm. of briefly glanced over the graphic novels and stuff and i'm like well i'm gonna go over here i I really wanted to find some single issues of like old like doom patrol and stuff so i was kind of thumbing through there and then then i was like well i kind of want to find some punisher or wolverine stuff and i was kind of going through there and then i got distracted and went and looked at some of the uh the video games and and that kind of stuff and tyler was like yeah woody come check this out and i come over there uh and immediately we're just like Oh my gosh, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, how bad do you want to go back and grab those, uh, whatever that magazine was, Dragon magazine? Yeah, these like late 70s sort of. I may have to I go back how today. How you describe man. it? Like, well, almost almost like, like a, it was almost like a industry, like a fan magazine. Club? Yeah, fan club magazine almost for fine. like Dungeons and Dragons or like role playing. And it had like, man, dude, there's this one page in there that said something like, D, like a DM convention, nineteen eighty. Yeah, dude, that's amazing, man. I mean, what? That's in the so world? cool. So, I mean, that just, one was a little bit hefty on, like, on the price. We were both yeah. like, well, we don't really want to pay that today, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, still, boy, howdy. You know, I, I think with us, like, I was born in eighty one. Woody was nineteen eighty one in early seventies. And um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I, I think we were a little late. A, a little bit, you know what I mean? Like my, my buddy Bruce, he's a little bit older than I am, but he would have been primed at this time. So like by the early 80s, he was, you know, maybe getting into like teenage years or like adolescent and just that like, I don't know, like, you know, the uh, I just restarted watching or started rewatching the, the first season of Stranger Things just to kind of catch up. Just seeing the kids like in that first season playing Dungeons and Dragons and uh, just such a great like era like i i wish that i would have been a little older you know mm-hmm. at that time and into all that stuff i mean yeah we, we were like a little too young um to really kind of enjoy it at that time but at mm-hmm. the same time i'm kind of glad that we're getting into it now because we actually have oh, yeah. the money to buy stuff That's and right. you know it's uh like we kind of mentioned a couple episodes ago even just about dungeons and dragons like the the perception of it has kind of shifted a little bit you know when it came out uh, late seventies, early eighties, parents were kind of scared of it because it was magic, and they're oh yeah, what? they're so, you're satanic panic. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I look forward to us having a in person game, uh, like over at my place or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, well, do do you want to get into it, or do you want to? What do you, you want to finish up? Yeah, no, I was about? just going to say one one more thing about like wizards that I think is super like kind of gravitational really is that you know there's not a whole lot of stores anymore that you can get the same 
vibe that you you could yeah. back in the day when you walked into like Blockbuster or um, just any video store or any you know that's what I love about comic shops in general um, is that feeling is kind of rare you know it's not like yeah. walking into Target or Walmart you know as soon as I do it's like I got I just want to get out of there yeah. this is kind of a place where you go and you browse and you like look at these things that you know and it's fun for me to take my kids there I mean the hard part about it is they always want to get something because you know there's so much cool stuff and it's kind of hard to argue with them because you're like well it's only three dollars so i mean so i kind of get in trouble a little bit with my wife whenever i take the kids there because we always come back with stuff Mm -hmm. so anyway if you ever get a chance if you live in georgia you got to look up this place it's uh it's in gainesville georgia and Mm -hmm. uh it's just it's incredible um but yeah dude so yeah, also another thing that we did We ate at Moe's. Well, we did eat at Moe's. Um <laughs> but you know, we want we have been just dying to dive into playing a Dungeons and Dragons game, you know. Mm. And so like I've talked about before, I got the Dungeons and Dragons Essentials kit where they have it's kind of built to where you can do it as one dungeon master and one player, right? And so we've been trying mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, slowly sort of learn and read about it building characters and all that kind of stuff and yesterday or in the other day we were like okay let's do this let's jump on zoom i'll let you know my uh my son who's eight get you know use an ipad or something he can be in another room he can use his character that we kind of built together and then mm-hmm. we'll just get it going and so keep, keep in mind woody and i are extremely excited about this yeah i mean i, dude, mean, I, I made a custom dice yeah. box over the over the weekend which looks fantastic yeah i'm gonna have to post a picture of it mm-hmm. uh and so we're super excited and i got you know my son was too i mean we've been talking about it a lot he wants his own set of dice all this kind of stuff he's like super into it and we get started and i have to say it's part i mean it's not partially it's largely i think my fault i found out quickly that boy there's a lot more to it i don't really know what i'm doing even if i'm just reading an adventure that's already really kind of just pre you know pre-written um mm-hmm. there's just so much to it and so i think what we kind of determined after well about an hour and 45 well let me tell you how we kind of thought well maybe <laughs> maybe we need to like hold off with the kids is all of a sudden my son's like hey dad he comes into the room he's not he's no longer on his uh on the zoom call so to speak he's in person and he says he's like i'm not i'm not really having a good this is kind of boring I'm like, oh, oh, man, a dagger to the heart. I could just hear Woody's heart just going. Oh. And, you know, this is how, like, sweet and, and, and thoughtful and sensitive my son is. Like, I asked him to, like, close the door or whatever so that me and Tyler could keep going. And my wife texted me while we were up here, and she's like, hey, you know, uh, our son is he's pretty, like, kind of uh, sad because he thinks, you know, that he made you sad and disappointed that he really didn't want to want to play anymore and stuff and so after we got off the call or whatever um tyler and i i called him up to my office and i was like hey man it's all good i'm still learning i'm sure it was boring for you i mean you sat there for like an hour and a half while i'm like well let me look that up you know yeah yeah so needless to say there's so much more that i got to learn it's kind of intimidating but um you know it was just so funny how he just wanted to get the heck out of dodge man well it it was funny too because the when we first started, also, this is something that I'm sure the podcast knows by now. Woody and I are very, very thorough. And we really get into the details 
you know, it's all, I mean, whether you're talking about my art, whether you're talking about just how like streamlined everything is that we do or we try to do with a podcast, you know, we kind of get off on like the detail stuff. And so the first clue that Woodrow is going to be like, I don't know if I love this, is uh, Woody and I are talking about like our character backgrounds and we're talking about like how, well, this character comes from this and he was born in this class and he, you know, all the backstory to kind of get us all caught up and he, he, like mid-sentence, he's like, okay, let's go, guys. And then the second clue is, and this was this was near the end when when I think he he had just had enough, like, you know, we're we're all sort of seeing it on like different, you know, I'm I can see Woody and then I can see Woodrow and then Woody has like the maps up on the screen, like on on the bigger panel, and um, you start to see Woodrow get a little restless and like he's no longer at his desk and now he's like standing on his bed, like across on the, the room. side of the room. Yeah, and what is so, he saying? Like, you know, Can you see me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to give it to him. I mean, he yeah, did he hang ar- hang around for a while, but yeah, I think it's, it's a lot to young. ask of a of an eight year old, especially you know not in person. I think it would be a totally different kind of thing if we had like the game mat out and figures and like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, like the map yeah. in front of him. I, I think that would be totally different, but you know, whatever. So we've kind of decided like what we're going to do is hopefully kind of organize like a short campaign with um, one of our buddies who DMs pretty regularly and, and he's going to mm-hmm. kind of set it up for us so we can kind of learn the ropes, get used to it, have a little bit more of an understanding of how everything works. Like, you know, kind of know what's what. Well, well let me say too, um, you know, I, I used to play a ton in middle school and pretty much all of my knowledge of this is directly from my middle school, early high school, you know, years. And we would play sort of a simplified game, um, my cousin and I, my cousin Colt, and I would DM. And it's weird now because, like, I can't remember how it worked. But, like, yesterday when we were playing, uh, one of the things that that was sort of, like, not confusing, but it's sort of an unanswered thing. It's like, okay, say you're in the tavern over here and then you just want to walk like across town to this other building. It's like, it, it, I mean, it seemed, it, you know, from the surface, it seems like easy. It's like, okay, you're just, you know, you're talking your players through and they're going from this building to this building. But it's like that, the sort of uh, the connective tissue of like, okay, well, how much detail is supposed to be put into doing this mundane walk through the town or how much, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. instead of just being like, okay, you run into this and now it's time for combat. Yeah, It's like, how much do you actually put into, you know, walking three blocks to another building? Mm-hmm. Like to yeah. me, that was sort of the, so I've been, I've been getting into like even, you know, some D and D podcasts and stuff, which man, there's a lot of really terrible ones but uh, and we are by no means a D and D podcast we're just getting kind of back into it or yeah. me getting back into it what are you getting into it man um dude i forgot to tell you this but i started watching do you remember that well I, let's do this let's take a quick break and when mm-hmm. we get back i want to talk about a movie that i first i read the book when i was a kid i watched this mm-hmm. movie and then kind of recently it just kind of popped up on netflix i believe there's even like a remake that's out now Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this might be kind of cool for a movie night. Well, I don't think so. So 
Let's get into it in just a second when we get back from this quick break. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have one new message. Hey, this is Ashton from Dallas, Georgia. For years, I've been on a quest to find a show that incorporates all my favorite things. The Goonies, the Paranormal, Retro Video Games, and Sexy Primatologists. Everyone said I was wasting my time, but thanks to the oddly specific interests of Woody and Tyler, my search has come to an end. You're listening to my new favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. Let's begin now. Do you remember that movie, The Witches? Oh, yeah. With uh, Angelica Houston and uh, from like, you know, 1990? Yep, The Witches of Eastwick. I remember it well. Oh, God. No, what's funny is I actually (laughs) did... When I was a kid, man, I used to get that mixed up. So if I saw that that was like on TV or something, I'm like, oh, cool, man, I like this movie. Nope, mm-hmm. not it. Yeah, uh, Witches of Eastwick was like pretty I don't intense. Even, I don't I was like a little it. kid. Yeah, I don't remember it really. But this one, The Witches, uh, was based on the book by Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I was super into reading. And actually Roald Dahl was one of my one of my go-tos kind of you know I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator mm-hmm. uh James and the Giant Peach um, well James and the Giant Durian for you but <laughs> <laughs> um I never read Fantastic Mr. Fox but oh I did um, I love it that. does make sense that that he wrote that and then um, Big Friendly Giant, he also wrote Matilda, all this kind of stuff. By the way, I did not know that he was behind the, well, I guess it's just called BFG. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty cool movie. It's also Steven Spielberg, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, here's something that I didn't know about Roald Dahl. So in 1943, he wrote a book called The Gremlins. What? So I kind of looked that up real quick because I thought, because I was, I was like, Man, I remember reading a bunch of his books, but like, what books did I read? And mm-hmm. I saw that he wrote one called The Gremlins, and I thought, mm, is that? I mean, Gremlins was also produced by Steven Spielberg, so is there any kind of connection there? Turns out, loose, loosely kind of inspired the movie Gremlins. Mm. Well, is it just like a short story or like an actual? No, it's a straight up book. Children's man. book. Mm-hmm. Wow, I had found out several years ago. Again, being you know, big into, like, folklore and all that kind of stuff. I discovered that mogwai are actually Japanese yokai, which Mm, mm -hmm. roughly translates to, like, Japanese, like, demons. But they're not demons, like, 
the Judeo-Christian demons, like we Western Westerners sort of call demons. But like, yeah, they're these yokai spirits that they come down in like drops of water, like rainwater. And then that's how they like get here. And then when the water, you know, when the raindrops fall to the ground, like they, they, that's how they arrive, I guess. But I I always thought that was really interesting. Yeah, man. I I remember too, there being like some sort of either novel novelization of the movie Gremlins that came out Mm -hmm. later that kind of better explains the connection and the overall sort of like theme of the Mogwai kind of representing man's like gluttony and all this kind of stuff. But totally remember this. Yeah. So we're looking at a picture of Roald Dahl's book, the Gremlins, which man, I had no idea that it was, um, it was his first book and was written for Walt Disney productions in like anticipation of a full feature length animated film that essentially was just never made. Well, Um, and and I was going to say the original term, like, gremlins themselves were kind of like these mischievous trickster little like elf goblin things that would like mess up electronics and a lot you know a lot, as you can see on the cover a lot of mm-hmm. it was in a lot of like early world war Two aircraft and stuff that say oh the gremlins are yeah or you know making the plane act up again and that's crazy by flight lieutenant Roald Dahl mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy right yeah it's um, really cool but yeah okay so the movie the witches I remember as a kid, like I was super excited about the movie coming out because I'd read the book mm-hmm. and, you know, it came out in 1990. So I was about, depending on what time of year, I was either nine or 10. And I would say, I think a nine or 10 year old could handle the movie, but definitely not. ninety. I thought yeah. it was like 80s. Mm-mm. And what's funny wow. about it too, man, is it's kind of billed as like a dark fantasy comedy. And you're like, mm-hmm. mm. it is certainly mm. dark. Um, I'm not too sure about it being like comedic in any way. Right. You know, so I started rewatching it first off and I'm not going to, you know, talk about the ending or spoil anything, but the way that it begins essentially is this kid who, you know, has a really good relationship with his, his, um, his grandma and his parents are there. His parents essentially go to some event or they leave for the weekend. Maybe they're dropping him off to stay with his grandma and then Mm -hmm. like, this is just right in the first like three or four minutes. She's kind of telling the kid about witches when she was growing up and how they have like these characteristics of like they actually don't have toes. They just have like stubs of them and they don't, they're mm. like bald and they all wear wigs and they have long fingers and, um, you know, that children like smell really bad to them and they just despise children and how they like trick people and children and, and all this kind of stuff. Well, she's kind of telling this story before he goes to bed and the, the parents are like, well, don't scare him, you know, good night, blah, blah, blah. They leave and go wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. Then like a minute later, all of a sudden there's like a cop coming to the door and he's like, we're sorry that, you know, it's didn't really like say it out loud on the screen, but essentially you assume the parents have passed away. What? It's super sad. Yeah, man. Then the grandmother's like got custody of this kid. She's kind of sick, so they go to this like hotel. The grandma kind of has told him that you know she really believes in him because when she was a kid, she had a run-in with a witch, and that one of mm. her friends, again, man, this is like for um, if you're looking at this through the eyes of like an eight-year-old, this would be terrifying. One of her mm. friends gets 
uh, essentially trapped in a painting by one of these witches. And so they have to go to this hotel by the sea. I guess the air is better for her or something. I'm not real sure. Mm, Yeah. And that's kind of when all this craziness ensues. They just happen to be there at a time when there's like a witch convention and it's under the like disguise of like this royal society of uh, people against children violence or something like that. Right. And uh, it's pretty cool because the hotel managers, Rowan Atkinson or Mr. Bean, as most people know him. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's kind of funny. I guess that's the comedy. Comedic <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess. Anyway, all this crazy stuff happens, man. This kid like turns into a mouse. The, the witches have kind of, the main witch, Angelica Houston, has developed this like potion that they can put into like chocolate, okay? So mm-hmm. that they can turn all these kids into mice and not be caught because it's kind of got a delayed reaction, yada, yada, yada. You know, just this one scene of this kid like transforming into like a mouse yeah. is just nuts looking, man. And, and I remember that well. That That's one of the few things that I do remember about it. And I remember the uh, when she, I guess, reveals oh, yeah. what she Takes really looks wig like. wig and mask and stuff. Yeah, it was like super intense. Yeah, it's pretty like, you know, gross. And mm-hmm. one thing, too, about this movie that I didn't remember was that it was a Jim Henson production. It was actually the last film that he worked on oh, before wow. he passed away. So, I mean, the effects are relatively good and, and stuff, but, man, it's like when this kid's transforming into a mouse, it's pretty gross. It, like, spews, like, this green gas and, like, yeah, you know, it's just... Um, and I remember, like, his, like, the way his mouth sort of turns into, like, a nose yeah it just looked really biz- it was like really bizarre sort of the, the yeah transformation. man it was definitely weird but i don't remember it like traumatizing me or something as a kid i remember it being kind of like i just thought it was cool you know so i'm interested to see what they do with this new one yeah the new i kind of want to see the new one with Anne hathaway but i was gonna i was planning on watching it with uh my five-year-old amelia but i don't know now i'm kind of having second thoughts yeah because i saw a picture of what Anne hathaway looks like as the witch, whatever. It looks a little... Imagine um, they did something to her mouth that reminded me of kind of like Fright Night, you know? Where it's just like super wide and like this big, weird, sort of like scary mouth. Well, to me, it almost it. looks like Heath Ledger Joker. Like she has these like scars mm. almost that look like like out, like on the sides of her mouth. Like pre-transformation, I guess. I mean, that movie, The Witches, definitely lands in like... a maybe not even a short list, maybe it's like a big list that we need to put together, but it's like movies that we saw when we were kids that we really, boy, I can't believe we watched them then. You know I mean? That, <laughs> there's that one, there's... Um, I mean, Gremlins itself dude, is... Dude, Critters 2 has like boobs. Does it? Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Um, man. Yeah, Grim- I mean, just Gremlins, just the the scene about the... Uh, I think we... We've mentioned it on the podcast, but just the scene where she's talking about her dad dressing up as Santa and then yeah, man, getting, getting uh, caught in the chimney is yikes. Yeah, man. I mean, just like heavy, heavy stuff. Um, yeah. I think we talked about this before too, but like I definitely saw Bloodsport way too soon. Oh, me too. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that my dad was just like obsessed with uh, action movies as a kid. And so... I mean, all those, like, you know, Commando, uh, mm-hmm. all the American Ninjas. Desert Storm. Universal Soldier was another yes. one. All the Steven Seagal early movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it was... was a time, you, there was just a time period where that was just... I feel like yeah. there was just, like, this 
huge. I mean, does that? Do they? Well, I guess they probably still make that sort of like action movie. I action guess. movies. I don't. I guess they just go straight to DVD or something. Please tell me that you've watched the videos of Steven Seagal running. No. What? <laughs> no. Oh, are they my amazing? God, man. Yes. Hold on, dude. I am. And isn't he in like his? Uh, he's kind of like in a like a blues band or something now, right? Oh, I mean, dude, the guy is nuts. I don't. I even think know. that's like his thing now. I mean, Van Dam actually uh, was having. He's kind of having like a renaissance again. Well, I mean, I guess a few years ago he kind of came back. Wait till you see this, man. <laughs> look at that the first one that comes up here. Just look at this guy, man. Man, what a th- what a thin neck. Yeah, just look at him running, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's like man. a known dude it's a known thing look at him oh, wow what's he doing he's doing like a windmill thing with one arm i mean he's giving it his all though i gotta you gotta give it to him for that yeah i mean dude i will say when i was a kid i thought it was awesome but oh, man, just imagine awesome. bro just imagine somebody running like this in real life like head down like, look at this forward. if you forget about the eyes forget about the head what's he doing with his arms man, man fleet feet look at him he's just yeah just looking over the canyon just, I've got to train. I must train for this. Yeah, now what was his deal? Because I, they would always sort of try to tie in like a little bit of Native American, a little bit of Asian. So apparently, you know, and it's funny because you can go back and watch some, oh my God, you got to see. <laughs> you got to hear this. This is an interview with Tom Arnold talking about a role that he had with Steven Seagal and his entire experience with it, and it might be the funniest oh, thing man. I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a great Steven Seagal story. Do you want to hear it real quick? I want to hear Steven Seagal story. Okay, Steven Seagal, a great man, great actor. I mean, this was his mm-hmm. big chance. Joel Silver produced this movie. This is a big movie, and was it DMX? DMX, and Anthony <clears throat> Anderson is my partner in this movie, and Anthony Anderson and I have great chemistry, hilarious. And we were shooting on a houseboat up in Toronto. The, the director said, well, let's practice. Let's rehearse this scene one time. It's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. We're sitting around. It's DMX or whatever. And Steve goes like, I, I don't rehearse, man. He goes, no, seriously, <laughs> just for camera, will you let us rehearse? No, let's just shoot it. Let's shoot this. Oh, he goes, okay. So anyways, he starts, and Steve goes like, well, I will tell you one thing. And he starts to get up. He goes, I'm going to kick all your asses. And he starts walking <laughs> out towards what he thinks is the door, yeah. but it's not the right door. It's the door that goes into the ocean. Okay, <laughs> I swear. And uh, I'm going to say, oh, my gosh, you're going to the wrong door. But then I know what's happening, so I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> and he takes a step, and he drops into the ocean just oh, out of frame. Man. And you know, at the time, he colored in his hair. He had about that much black, like, magic marker on the thing. He's a great guy, by the way. And he wouldn't wear a hairpiece, so he just painted in. And if you watch the movie up close, you could go, Oh, my God, there's like an inch of black stuff. And he's like kind of fat for a muscle guy. Yeah. He's got very big wrists, so. And he's, you know, and he, but, but, and that, so I looked down. And I was like, holy buddy. And so he comes up. He's sort of embarrassed because, you know, and the black stuff is ready up. But, you know, that was fun. That was great. That's that was amazing. a great moment. That's but amazing. I remember going, I should tell him. And I look at the director and he's like, and then he walks and then. <laughs> I love Steve Seagal. He's a good dude. We believe you. Yeah, he's Let, awesome. He's, he's a good sensitive. dude. Mm-hmm. For real, like this, he's gonna hear about it. He's gonna say, "Why did you? Why did you?" And I'm gonna be like, "Oh my God, it's an amazing story, buddy." Uh, see, dude. Oh, I love that dude. Oh, it's the best. Okay. I mean, I know he was like a very serious, like was pretty intense of a guy. I think. Yeah. So, kind of, man. But like, there was sort of a beef between him and Van Dam. He would say stuff like, "You know, 
that guy could never beat me. I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> and like, it kind of come to find out, like the story was that he trained in Japan from this like master of Aikido. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that he was just like this devoted student. And then, you know, won all these like underground fighting things. And like, there's just this big, he, you know, was approached by the government, you know, just this elaborate mm. story that for the most part, most people say completely false, fake, fabricated. I mean, not that I've, you know, fought him. But anyway, you got to look up all of the beef between him and like any of these other actions. He talks so much <laughs> trash, man. It is amazing. Well, so like wait, he, so what, what's his nationality? Is he hey, like bro. Native American? Or, no, 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 wait. What is, I know he, 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 what he, is he from Canada? I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. There's just so much like mystique and mystery that his, I'm thinking like he just had a really smart publicist that was like, hey, you know some martial arts. Here's the route that I think you should take. And they sat down one day and probably rolled some dice and came up with his backstory, man, because I think it's all fabricated mm-hmm. BS. Oh, you know what? I, I Since we're talking about wizards, we're talking about witches, we're talking about fantasy type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I think what would be really, really cool is if we had a battle that we set up that our listeners can participate in for us to kind of, because, you know, as we've been scrolling through, you know, obviously in October, we watched a ton of scary movies. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I still am kind of watching scary stuff, but I'm in the mood to kind of start watching some of the, the great fantasy movies from our childhood yes and so what i really want to do is put together some sort of like showdown between Mm -hmm. you know all of those movies so that we can really kind of figure out which one is voted and determined the best of the best from that era and then really kind of do a little bit of a deep dive into those or at least talk about them in some way in like a future episode so i think what we're going to do starting i don't know sometime this week is kind of put that bracket together mm-hmm. and start having, you know, a vote, you know, like a, a vote. Well, what would you call it? Like a vote off? I mean, what, what do you call that? Like a, I can't want to say raffle, but that's, I know that's not the correct <laughs> word. Like, um, like a, uh, we'll put together like this a, bracket where us and the like listeners process of can elimination, vote, I guess. Yeah, can vote between, you know, two movies that are like kind of going head to head in one section to ultimately find out what movie was the winner of them all. And so we're talking about everything from like Conan the Barbarian to like Red Sonja mm-hmm. and like, um, uh, crawl. God, yeah. Crawl and uh, lady Hawk dragon slayer. Um, um, man, what is the one beast master wife beast master, the princess bride? Well, yeah, the princess bride, Labyrinth. Um, labyrinth i mean not labyrinth um yeah the labyrinth is well not really no 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 what what am i trying to th- say uh the other tom cruise one well tom cruise isn't in labyrinth but um god god it no called? it's um oh legend legend that's what i'm thinking yeah 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 and i'm and i'm sure there's a million that we're not even thinking of so we're gonna mm-hmm. put all of those against each other and we're kind of do it in like a strategic way to where like you know obviously like Legend's not going to go up against Conan because they're kind of two different movies. So we're kind of try to line them up relatively similar so that the battle is kind of a fair, you know? And we'll kind of see which one wins. And uh, yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll kind of design that bracket to look kind of cool. 
Man, th that would be rad. 80s fantasy face-off. Yes. Oh, Let's my do this. gosh, dude. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then, you know, ultimately, too, it, you know, it makes us have to go back and watch some of these. And I got to tell you, what, what's her name that uh, was in Red Sonja? She was also in, like, Celebrity Whatever. Flav. Oh, oh yeah. Flav. Um, man, what was her name? Bridget something. Bridget Nelson? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Was and she Brit was also in that movie. Brigitte. I don't know, man. Uh, she was also in that movie Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. Remember that one? Oh, you're right. Didn't she die in Cobra? Did Probably, man. Whew, spoiler alert. But I always thought it's it was sorry, so sorry, freaking rad that Sylvester Stallone just like, walked around with a match in his mouth instead of a toothpick. Oh, yeah. So bad, eh, man. Wait, real quick. How? What's the era? Is it only 80s? Let's do Because like, if so, then that takes away um, any of the... stuff. Well, it takes away like Lord of the Rings... The Hobbit stuff, but oh, yeah, we yeah, do yeah. have The Hobbit animated. Yeah, yeah, and Lord of the Rings animated too. So this face, what'd you call it? Face off? Uh, 80s fantasy face off. Yeah, 80s fantasy face off is going to be taking place on Instagram. So if you don't already, check us out, give us a follow, like our pictures, all that good stuff at That Would Be Rad. Anyways, that's just a great place for us to interact with you and yeah. to get to know, for you to get to know us a little bit better. But that's where it's going to take place. That's where we're going to be doing the face-off, so your votes will matter. We'll announce the full bracket, you know, probably, I don't know, next week. We'll kick off, I guess, the first sort of face-off next week as well so that we can have some time to kind of put it all together. But I think it's a good place to stop. A couple things to kind of circle back. One, definitely go check out Wizards. It's a brick and mortar that is just incredible. It doesn't matter what you're into. Chances are you're going to find something there uh, that is just really cool, either for yourself, for your kids. Definitely something that's going to remind you of whenever you were a kid. And oh, really yeah. cool stuff now as an adult. It's just it's just really, really awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, as always, for listening. And the back and forth communication is, uh, you know, on Instagram. And that's kind of what we live for. We love, you know, talking to like-minded folks like ourselves who love all this kind of nerdy stuff and 80s nostalgia and all the things that we valued so much as a kid. Yeah, you, on Instagram, you can also click the uh, the link in our bio there. That's where you can sign up for our future dispatch, which is kind of like our email mailing list where we're going to be announcing all the exciting stuff that we have planned for the next couple of months including but not limited to that would be rad merchandise mm -hmm. that would be rad website and all the other exciting things that we have in store i'm super excited i'm super excited <laughs> so we love you we appreciate you we thank you all uh, for your continued support and listening and as always be rad That's the way
get some sunshine You were already dead Before you became a ghost Hey, you are